Right. Why don't we go into my office? You don't mind if I record this, do you? Have I ever? I just wish you would allow me to do the same. You understand, though, I'm privy to very sensitive information. I can't have unsecured recordings just floating around. No, I suppose not. Let's get started, shall we? This is Agent Green on behalf of the AM, ID number 46942, speaking with Dr. Bright. Asset number 43. This is our eighth meeting to discuss Dr. Bright's research and the current status of her patients. How are things going, Dr. Bright? Fine. Any particularly important updates on your research? No. Okay. Uh, Now, from your notes, it appears that you have two new patients since I last saw you, correct? Yes. And how did you come across these atypicals? One found me through an ad I placed in the paper, and the other was referred to me by another atypical. Ah, yes. That's uh, patient number 13. That's the Turner girl. Interesting genetic anomaly there, isn't it? Well, both she and her mother are class A, so there is still genetic precedence. True, and genetics don't always follow a pattern with atypicals. You know that better than anyone. But she displayed rather late... As far as we know, it's possible the ability was dormant, perhaps presenting in the form of an imaginary friend when she was a child, or excellent instincts as she grew older. We've seen abilities fully bloom in late teens, early 20s like this before. Yes, of course. I imagine you have a theory about the relationship between telekinesis and telepathy. I'm working on one. (laughs) Oh, you and your theories. You know, you never bore me, Doctor. Shall we move on? Sure. All right, uh, that takes care of patient number 13, so let's go back to the beginning. Patient number 1A5. Ah, yes, the mother, uh, Vanessa Turner. She's not seeing you still, correct? Correct. She doesn't need any help with her ability. I would appreciate it if you didn't refer to my patients by their names. I would like to maintain some semblance of patient confidentiality. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Okay, so no change with patient 1. Patient number 2B4. Right, that was one of ours, a pyrokinetic. How are they doing? Much better. The control slips from time to time, but the fires are still quite small, so no harm is done. Very good. All right, number 3C2. Which one was that again? Weather manipulator. They still can only cause a few raindrops, and it seems to be tied quite closely with their mood. But it's gotten better as they've gotten older. Isn't that always the way? Emotions always seem to get easier with age. Some emotions, anyway. Others just get stronger as they are left to stew. Right. Okay, number 4A5. That's another telekinetic, so unless there have been any changes... No? Good. Moving on. Patient 5, that's a class E. Remind me why this one is high risk. Uh, they're a psychic, or they think they are. I'm constantly trying to handle their... Delusions of grandeur. Not a danger to society, really, just a danger to themselves. Ah, might want to think about recategorizing them. That's a bit confusing. Sure. Great. Okay, patient number 6C1. Oh, yes, the shapeshifter. One of my favorite abilities. Shapeshifter might be going too far. They're still in the changing hair and eye color phase. But I think there's a lot of potential there if the patient wants to explore it. Well, let me know if they start growing a new face. Those ones are always impossible to log into the system. It's incredibly difficult to decide on just one photo for them. I imagine. Oh, come on. You must remember having to put those subject profiles together. They were such a pain. Indeed. 
Moving on, patient number 7B3 emits electrical impulses at a very low level, trying to apply their power to a clean energy project with very mixed results. Patient number 8C6, invisibility, a teenage subject, so sometimes they just disappear when embarrassed, but we're working on it. Patient number 9A2, another crackpot psychic. Whoa, whoa, slow down. No need to speed through this. You're my last meeting of the day, so don't rush on my account. I just want to get through this as quickly as possible. I have other work to do. Joan? Don't call me that. Please, can we just talk for once? Agent Green, you are here on official business, so let's stick to that. Very well. Uh, Where were we? Patient number 10. Another Class E. A potential Class E. Astral projection. Right now, they can simply move outside their body and observe, but it's possible they may eventually be able to move into other bodies, so I'm keeping an eye. Excellent. As always, let me know if anything changes. Patient number 11A7, basic empath. Any problems there? None whatsoever. Patient number 12D10. Oh, this is the new patient. Class D, that's time manipulation, correct? And space manipulation. Right. I'm sorry. That's a bit of a sore subject for you. A sore subject? I just meant that... Yes, yes, it's a bit of a sore subject. Jesus, Green. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to be glib about it. I, you know how terrible I feel about everything that happened. And what a comfort that is. Joan. You didn't even try to do anything. They brought him in, and you knew, and you didn't do anything. You didn't even tell me, and by that point we were already... And you just carried on like nothing was different. I know, I know. And I know my apologies will never be enough. No, they won't. But we are working to figure it out. To get him awake again? Even if I believed that were true, what then? We'd make good on our promise and release him to you. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that it was ever the AM's intention to release Mark to me. Of course it was. Then why not give me custody now? Put him in a normal hospital where I can visit him, talk to him, hold his hand... Why keep him locked up? Because a normal hospital isn't equipped to deal with something like that, and you know that. But I am. I could get the proper equipment, monitor him, study his brainwaves, try to come up with a solution. I am better than half the scientists at the AM. I know that. God, we have this argument every single time, and every time you say you're going to put in a request, and then I bring it up again, and you just evade. It's what you've always done. Just talk around the issue instead of actually coming up with a solution. That's what makes you such an excellent bureaucrat. Dr. Bright? Oh, it's Dr. Bright now. What? What do you want from me? You don't want me to be familiar with you. And yet you expect me to do you favors. None of this seems very fair. Fair? How dare you talk to me about fairness? Fair would have been disclosing to me that our bosses had kidnapped my brother. Fair would have been helping me to get him out. Oh, because your jailbreak attempt went so well. Maybe if I had had a little support, it would have. And then what? I'm out of a job I love, on the run presumably, and for what? To let a dangerous man run free. Oh, please, Mark isn't dangerous. You know that as well as I. But he could be. If he fell into the wrong hands... He is not a toy, for God's sake. No one was going to snatch him up and use him for some evil plot. You all had already taken care of that. Oh, please! We weren't using him against anyone! We were just trying to figure out how his ability worked. 
Good God, I'm going to have to cut out half of this recording. And what a complete mess you made of it. Joan, he is the only atypical of his kind. His power, it's... It's limitless, and you know that. The potential that's there... Don't talk to me about Mark's potential. You've destroyed that. You've destroyed any hope he had to live a normal life. And is that really what you want for him? For all atypicals? For them to lead normal lives? Of course. That wasn't always your position, Dr. Bright. People change. They certainly do. I think this meeting is over, Agent Green. I believe I'm the one who decides when this meeting is over, Dr. Bright. This is my office, Green. If you insist on continuing your cowardly behavior, it would be in your best interest to leave. Now. We will get through this, Joan. You, me, and Mark. The AM is taking care of him. He is in good hands. Let me get the door for you. Damien. What the hell are you doing here? What up, Doc? Dr. Bright, is that how you address your patients? Um, uh, no. Damien isn't a patient. He's... I'm a friend. Her, uh, closest friend, in fact. I see. Uh, well. <clears throat> well, I guess I should get out of your hair. <laughs> leave you to your Friday night. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there, miss. My goodness, this is a very busy waiting room for a Friday afternoon. Yes, indeed. Hello, C Christine. You're here to pick up Sarah, correct? Um, yes. Yeah, yep, we were just about to head out. Oh, yes, where is Sarah? Uh, bathroom. Ah, well, well, give her my best. Lovely girl. Absolutely. Goodbye, Agent Green. Have a pleasant weekend. Thank you, uh, Dr. Bright. You as well. Well, all of you. All of you have a nice weekend. <clears throat> Thanks, Agent. Pleasure to meet you. Sure. Bye now. Thank you for listening to The Bright Sessions. Today's episode was written and directed by Lauren Shippen and produced by Misha Stanton. Make sure to tune in next week for part two of this episode. The voice of Dr. Bright is Julia Morizawa. The voice of Agent Green is Ian McEwen. The voice of Chloe is Anna Laurie. And the voice of Damien is Charlie Ian. If you want to help us make more of The Bright Sessions, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thebrightsessions or donate through our website, thebrightsessions.com. Also on that website, you will find bonus content about the story and characters as well as info on the cast and crew. And if you haven't already, follow us on Tumblr, on Twitter at Bright Podcast, and even on Reddit. And if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your feed, may I recommend Ars Paradoxica? a story about physics, the deeply human desire to fix our own mistakes, and America. And it's directed and produced by our very own Misha Stanton. Check it out. But for now, thanks for listening and stay strange. <laughs>